Alright fellas, and it looks like we're live and ready to go. What's going on and how the heck is everybody doing tonight? It's always great to have you all here. Welcome to the Xbox Roundtable Podcast. This is episode number 158, the best place on Sunday nights for Xbox talk and so much more from around the game industry. This is your host with the most, Invader, and I gotta say I cannot wait to get into tonight's topics. We're just days away from the release of the Xbox Series consoles. We've seen a slew of reviews out in the wild, and, well, we are definitely going to discuss what, you know, all the outlets have been saying about him. As well, Phil Spencer has recently, he did an interview with Game Reactor where, well, he did let a few little interesting tidbits drop. We will also be diving into a whole bunch of other things that have made the rounds of the past week. Crytek, maybe some acquisition talk from Japan, and more. I'm really excited to get into everything that's happened over the past week, as I imagine my panel members are as well. And speaking of which, let me introduce everybody on the TXR crew, starting with Centurion. Buddy, hey, looking good with uh, your uh, new artwork there. Eh? That's pretty slick. Oh, thank you, kind sir, and hello, gentlemen. And it is time to have a great conversation about games. It is Sunday night. It is the TXR podcast, and I am ready to do this. Nice, nice. Yeah, not looking slick there. Um, I got to ask, right. who did that new uh, avatar for you? Oh, you already do have it posted up. Holy cow, I just looked up at my feed. <laughs> wow. So yeah. That, no. Okay. So that was done by Graphic God. We uh, went back and forth on that a few times, and I really appreciate all the work he put into it. He, uh, you know, it was it was fun working with them and also getting a chat with them, and you know, it's very easy process. So yeah, I definitely recommend uh, reaching out to him if you haven't already. I'm wanting to get a gamer pick. No doubt, no doubt. I, I'm really liking what I'm seeing so far, and uh, no, it looks slick, buddy. Definitely a step up. I will move on next to Megatron, buddy. Uh, you know, you're sneaking in there right at the last moment, coming in on the show. Uh, how you been over the past week, brother? Mega? Dude, that just blew my mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was muted. I was muted. I was just sneaking in at the sneaking that last bite of food before I started the show and uh, <laughs> fill up my uh, cupeth. Of you course. know, so uh, yeah, I'm ready to go, man. Exciting, uh, exciting things to look forward to uh, this coming Tuesday. <clears throat> no, absolutely, and uh, you know, we will definitely be diving right in on that uh, from the get go. But yeah, I'll uh, move on down the list here. Uh, Tim Dog, now, are you ready for what's coming over the next few days? Am I ready, bro? Are you who are you talking to right now? <laughs> hmm, I don't know. I mean this Come is an on, ex- Invader. <laughs> I'm ready as as ever. I can't wait to uh get the console. I'm getting two consoles, uh PS5. I'm waiting to see if one of them is in store. I doubt it. But I have a bunch of credit at GameStop, so I'm going to be uh, looking around over there. Um, but yeah, man, it's a great week. Good show. It's going to be a great show. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, really pumped up, man. Look at the consoles are almost here. All the talk, all the you know uh, shows that we've had. Where you know this is the week. This is what it's all about. So uh, Tuesday, um, it's going to be great, and uh, happy to be here. 
Yeah, man, absolutely. Yeah, and of course, you know, just as Xbox fans, we are, you know, we, we've heard talk about these new consoles ever since, what, like 2018, so... You know, they are just around the corner the next few days. I can't wait to get my hands on them. Um, yeah, man, I just I love seeing the Xbox community pumped. Um, but yeah, moving on down the list, Eric Shockley, buddy, uh, how have you been? Pretty good. Yeah, just uh, excited. We got one more one more day. I got the week, pretty much the week off, starting on Tuesday. So excited. Got my Best Buy. Made sure that they were gonna have it. Not because I saw some people got a uh, delayed until mm-hmm. I think Benji sales he got his delayed from Target until like 16th. It's not going to deliver until so some, pe- some people were lucky though. Mine uh, is um, uh, mine is the 17th from oh, Target, but they tried to take mine. They okay. actually tried to clip me. I got a I got a message the a uh, few mornings ago uh, that they were going to cancel my pre order. Because uh, according to them, my uh, bank declined the card because when they decided to ping my account for the 15th time, my bank was like, okay, something's up. And so I had to fight that for a little bit, but luckily I didn't lose the pre-order. Yeah, that's exactly what happened to me. They they binged me or, or whatever you say uh, a bunch of times. And then finally they did it and they're like, well, you better you know fix your card because it's not you know going through now. And I'm like, after like you've tried it like ten different times, so this I just is... switched it to a different card at that point, and then they shut the hell up because. Maturian, this is your pre-order for the Xbox or? This is PlayStation. My pre-order for Xbox is sitting in Ontario, California, and FedEx has notified me that per Microsoft's request, I won't see that thing until Tuesday. To... Wow. Yeah, well, I'm... some people have gotten early. Some people have seen yeah, already with it. Yeah, from Walmart. Yeah, FedEx is very uh, FedEx is very uh, strict on that. I'm the same. I'm the same thing. Mine, I could actually drive and go get it, but uh, they don't allow it. So they're strict on that. So we have to unfortunately wait till the day of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I haven't heard anything from Best Buy myself. Well, like, uh... well, now I was just gonna say, now with my situation, like I told you guys about my car. Now I'm having my friend's kids sit here all day on Tuesday. <laughs> and so it's like, how do you, he's an Xbox fan. And it's just like, so yes, there's going to be someone who shows up and hands you a Series X. Don't you open that thing. You just sit there and stare at it until I get home. <laughs> You'd be pissed at me if I was that kid sitting there. <laughs> well, I'm you, like, I got you. It was fired up and ready to go, man. You paying him for guard duty? <laughs> <laughs> oh well he's gonna be here to basic because uh dude i dude the fedex guys the amazon workers they just set it on my porch out here there's like ding all right it made it later yeah and that's what pisses me off whenever they do that they don't even like knock in a lot of cases they just kind of leave it right in front and uh, I don't know, that really irritates me um but yeah i'm still waiting on a bloody i mean i i've checked best buy's website who knows how many times by now it just says it's processing i don't know like i was supposed to get some kind of an email i guess but it still says it's gonna come on the date according to best buy but uh it's i think it says it's in uh, burnaby bc somewhere my console but that was a few days ago so my best buy actually called me and they made me uh an appointment for to pick up everything before the 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 um 
the store open. So you might want to, if tomorrow, if you have time, call them up or go there and see if they have it uh, all uh, ready to go. Because mine, that's what I did. I had gotten called, and then I went to the Best Buy, and then they had everything. Like, oh, it's all set up. So I'm going. Yeah, um, a lot of stores uh, out Thursday. here. A lot of stores out here have signs up saying that uh, due to obviously the pandemic and safety, because I'll say it, Phoenix ain't the safest town in the world. Um, mm. They actually uh, want people that like they want them to show up, do appointments, and they actually have a security walk you out to your vehicle. Whoa, that's uh, pretty serious then. Wow. Hmm. Well, it's because we're Who talking about. Well, <laughs> no, yeah, and yeah, no, in certain neighborhoods, yeah, like yeah. Well, I don't want to say, uh, but probably down there in like South Phoenix, like yeah, definitely for sure, they're gonna walk you to the car. Oh man. Well. Marmarasipic County, or what is it? What is it called? Oh, Maricopa or whatever. Maricopa. Yeah, yeah, yeah I live in Maricopa yeah. County. Yeah. Yes. South side. Uh, uh, I've I've learned that from the election. That was one of the places. I kept talking about. <laughs> well, like I said, like we were talking about pre-show. Um, yeah. So some person broke into my car, uh, got mad that I don't leave stuff in my car to steal. So he proceeded to just throw trash everywhere inside of it, and I had to spend the whole next day cleaning my car. That's. Uh... I mean, what a jerk that is. I mean, it, it, listen, if you get in the car and you 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 come up empty, you just leave. You got to be a real jerk to do that. What he did, well, you know what I mean? Like that that that's pretty shitty. Well, he's already a jerk for you know trying to bloody uh, break exactly. It. But uh, yeah, you're just but an he's asshole at that jerk. point, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh, it goes from bad to worse. No, I'm sorry to hear about that, Centurion. That's pretty. Oh, bad. it's all good. It's all good, man. You know, I get. If that's like one, like 2020 has been a rough year. So that right there, I'm just be like, all right, well, mm. hopefully, uh, you know, he got that out of his system. Right. And finally, um, our final panel member here that I'm going to announce, Jeremy, buddy, uh, you got your AC, your power situation. They're all settled. <laughs> we got power. That's all there's to it. Um, well, unlike you guys, I have to travel 58 miles to go get my Xbox, and I can't get it until Tuesday the 10th, uh, at 10 a.m., I'm sorry, Tuesday at 10 a.m. Um, so I got to travel all that way. I have to work, but um, my boss is gracious enough to uh, let me go get the system. I think I'm going to be rolling with him, and he's going to be getting the S. But, um, but yeah, looking forward to, uh, for, to Tuesday. So, Downer. You're going to yep. be doing the full live reenactment of the beginning of Red Dead Redemption 2 on YouTube uh, for us that, to go get your this Xbox. Morning and the first <laughs> uh, thing that came to my head this morning was like, I better not get stuck out here for Tuesday, two days. And it was looking like that, but it kind of miled out a little bit. So I'm in good shape right now. I mean, is that storm supposed to just persist throughout the week, or is it how's it how no, is it out? No, no, no. Uh, it was just the, the blizzard came through, and it was just for tonight uh, or the whole day today. Are you taking the horses to pick up the uh, Xbox? <laughs> <laughs> I should. I mean, shit. You can't get any around anywhere else in the blizzard. Might as well take horses. <laughs> Crazy. Get those tauntauns from Star Wars. Those are those are pretty <laughs> things, no, right? <laughs> oh man, I can right. just oh I can just see it right now. Yeah, Jeremy cutting open a live animal just to stay warm. <laughs> 
in the middle so, of a snowstorm. No, he'd be cutting open so a live power, animal to hide the Xbox inside it, man. <laughs> so the power went off today at probably about 2.30 in the morning. And uh, I'm like, ah, I'm not going to get the car out of the garage. I don't feel like dealing with the manual, uh, you know, the manual pool ever. Uh, I'm just going to walk it over there. And I live probably about a good minute, two away. That was a bad idea. Because Wait. I'm not kidding you, that snow hit my face. And it it hurt it, like the needles in my face. It was that cold, and I was decked out. You know, I had you know a couple of things of sweats on, a jacket, big jacket, two sweaters. I was good, but as so soon you basically as that, said you might as well just been butt naked out there, whatever, despite everything you had on. It oh man, it effect. hit my. I'm not kidding you. The worst feeling ever when it hit your face. Yeah, I was miserable. Listen, here's the thing, though, Jerry. You have a car with a – what's a pull lever? I'm confused. What, what, well, said... for, for the uh, the electronic uh, garage door. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I'm thinking yeah. you had, like, some kind of crank in the front. <laughs> He's out there and on the, the front bottom, of the See, the bottom of the garage the, bro- the bottom of the garage froze up, so as soon as I pulled on the lever, I'm like, eh, it's not happening. I'm going to walk it. Bad idea. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, I'm glad you got your power on, man, and uh, you're starting to thaw out. That's yeah. It, so. I mean, the first thing the kids said was, "This is." I mean, this is all they were worried about. Oh, we got Wi-Fi. <laughs> I'm like, really, guys? Come on. I'm over, over <laughs> here cooking coffee or boiling coffee on my grill barbecue inside the garage with the door open so I don't die of fumes, and they're worried about the Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. All I want is some guy in the corner if they playing didn't have harmonica. Wi-Fi, it would have been like, why the hell did we move from L.A.? That's what you would have <laughs> got. So that's why. So they found a, 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 a place where they can just be happy and just deal with it. They coped. I'm, I'm just saying, you guys make me scared to ever move anywhere where there's any kind of a damn climate. <laughs> All we have is sunshine here. So you learn a couple of things in Montana. Number one is you always have to carry water and toilet paper in your vehicle at all times. Make sure you have a full tank of gas. I mean, Invader would probably know about this. Mm-hmm. And number two, I now know that number one is you need a portable heating source that does not run on electricity. And number two, you need... Um, <laughs> Generator, something like that? Generator. <laughs> So those things you should invest in if you're if you're gonna live in Montana. Gotta survive. Gotta survive. <clears throat> Absolutely. It's till Tuesday. <laughs> All right, guys. Now before we begin, ladies and gents, just consider uh, checking us out on different podcasting platforms. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and many others. Definitely consider subbing if you're always on the go and hey, you want to listen to some TXR. Alright guys, now we will move on to our first topic, and I mean, it's pretty obvious what we're going to talk about. A lot of people are expecting to be getting the Xbox Series X and S in the next few days. Some people, as alluded to earlier, have already received one and have been you know, telling everybody about it, have been enjoying it, showing off some gameplay. Now, the day is finally upon us that we'll be getting our hands on these suckers. Now, I'm pretty sure everyone on the panel will be getting one or at least one console. I think uh, somebody has one or maybe two coming in. 
Uh, now, various media outlets have been putting out reviews for the consoles, and honestly, the general takeaway seems to be that they're pretty impressed by them. Now, Tim, I'll go to you first on this one. I know everybody else would like to chime in, but the reviews for mm-hmm. these consoles uh, that are coming in, uh, do you think that Xbox has really made their mark to start off this gen on a positive note? I think that they uh, done a real good job uh, as far as recognition. Um, the Halo game that that was supposedly going to be the icing on the cake really hurt them. And uh, I think the takeaway from all the reviews that I've read: great system, but we don't have enough stuff to test. That's next gen. So they missed the mark there, and. Um, can you really argue with that? I, I don't think you can't. You can argue with it, but is but if you in reality, you do know these games are going to come. Um, it's kind of a thing that you're going to have to wait for. And I know Xbox fans are going to say, "Well, we're done waiting. We, we waited this long." But that's the reality. You uh, you know you got a good system. Uh, the reviews I felt were definitely not as good as PlayStation fives and. Uh, a little bit lukewarm, but mm-hmm. with that being said, I do think that uh, a little, the you know, it, it, Xbox is judged on a on a on a on a on a curve, as as Centurion always says, and um, I don't think that they were given the benefit of the doubt. There's a lot of things that Xbox has that that Sony doesn't. There's a lot of omissions with the pay- PlayStation Five. Is that being brought up? Not really. And when it's brought up, it's mm-hmm. like, ah, it's not a big deal. But, um, you know, I mean, Xbox is definitely missing that showcase. Uh, definitely missing the showcase that shows ray tracing off. Um, but overall, I think that if you really look at the system and you're logical about it, you know, you got, you know, you got the most powerful console. You also have the most affordable console with the S. And yeah. uh, you have Game Pass. There's nothing like Game Pass. It's amazing. Um, and you have you're gonna have a ton of games, and there's gonna come a time where people are like, "Why are these games exclusive? Why is Starfield exclusive?" And uh, that's what you're waiting for. Um, but as far as the reviews, I, I think that they were fair. But I just feel that you know, um, a little little graded, a little harshly. I think that if you really look at what Xbox Series X is doing and mm-hmm. S. Uh, you should be impressed. And I think everyone really was, but it's just like they were like, we're impressed, but they don't, we don't have that, uh, you know, title to show it off. And, uh, you know, right. the, the plan was Halo, and we go through this every week. They really missed the mark there, and that's on them. So I'm not going to, you know, make excuses for Xbox. It's just it's a big omission that they don't have Halo, uh, uh, you know, I, I- at launch. Yeah, I think they should have had some sort of backup plan. But I think where they missed their mark, Tim, was, uh, you know, us as consumers for the hardcore gamers, we know what we're getting. You know, we know that these games are coming. However, um, the average consumer does not. So when you look from apples to to apples, uh, the downside was that, you know, the Sony has a better showcase of titles, uh, which include the Demon Souls and the Spider-Man Miles Morales. You know, that's the downside yep. of it. And they showcase the system very well. Um, 
I think, uh, but, you know, for us, we know that what the system is capable of and what's on the horizon, uh, you know, just the average consumer does not. Um, I think one of the biggest things I've heard was the fact that the, it was, uh, the, the SSD was potentially faster than Sony's. I don't know if that was true, uh, but the videos that I've seen um, showed that. Yeah, 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 the videos that I've seen mm -hmm. showed some of these games, they launched faster, um, you know, and all that good right. stuff. Well, so. that goes beyond the SSD. That was my <clears throat> argument when everybody always says that there's a more powerful SSD in the, the PS5 versus the Series X right. or the Series S. And it had to do with, like, RPMs and speed. And I'm right. like, well, that doesn't matter. Like, you know, you could have a, a sick-ass motor underneath the hood of a car, but if you put a crap-ass fuel pump on it, you're never going to go anywhere. So it all comes down to optimization. And I knew from day yeah. one that Microsoft put a lot of time into optimization. And if we go off of what Colt Eastwood talks about, how the, like they basically went in and redesigned the, the whole product right from the get-go, split the board, and did all this other stuff. Yeah. So Microsoft has put a lot lot of time and thought into their product look at so, quick resume quick resume is yeah. awesome yeah quick to, resume is awesome you know you know startup at launch you have your games right there and you're touting the speed of there's no doubt how fast it is but right, right yeah. now again you know you from what we can tell already it's not really showing us too much of right or and to be honest it's not that big of a deal we don't know mm -hmm. if uh how it's going to turn out with optimized titles that mm -hmm. have been built for it so i will give sony the benefit of the doubt there mm -hmm. but let's be honest the only reason why people were talking about speed load time was because Xbox was more powerful, and that was yeah. kind of their, hey, this is our answer. But let's be honest, five seconds to seven seconds or no, even eight seconds, yeah. nobody cares. <laughs> no. Right. It's just more just it's just fuel more, to more, just go back and that fanboy the, stuff. Yeah, more yeah, exactly. console more stuff. Regretfully, I think I think Cyberpunk may have been Microsoft's um plan B. And then, yeah, yeah, and then, and then, when they found out that that ray tracing patch and all that stuff wasn't going to be there, um, I want to be surprised if Microsoft, you know, they were like, "Please delay the game. We need that patch." And I really hope that patch is there when they release Cyberpunk, um, mm -hmm. because you know I've seen some of the uh, stuff from at least the Nvidia trailer for Cyberpunk that involved all the ray tracing and all the other glitzy stuff that that console can do. So yeah. definitely, it <laughs> I think regretfully, I don't even think their plan B really worked out well. No, and I've seen, I've seen the reviews for the PlayStation 5, and a lot of people were impressed by, uh, by the system. Uh, I watched a few of Xbox Series X uh, reviews, and I was a little disappointed. But like I said, uh, we know what's coming on the horizon. Um, I think um, if you were to port something out it's again it's just a lack of uh showcase titles and i think um you know they my xbox could have cleared some of that up by coming out and showcasing some of the games that could uh you know some of the gameplay that this the series x is capable of doing but they have yet to do that as of today so i think um you know they can just shut a shut a lot of people up by showcasing that but they haven't yet, which is a little—it's a little concerning. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but it's concerning to me. Um, 
What do you? I don't know what your thoughts. Well, I always are. said that you know we, we we need something. You know, with all this tech talk, you know, we need something to see what this translates to. You know, you want to see with your own eyes, seeing is believing. I think Watch Dogs could possibly some be that game that you know kind of impressed a lot of people when that, it comes that. to because you know the Series S is, I mean, it's impressive. It's doing ray tracing. You know, someone posted a video. I don't remember where I got it from. I think maybe I got it from Tim or whoever on Twitter earlier today, and I'm watching it, and it looked phenomenal. And is it really? Fast. Well, is it really ray tracing, or is it just I don't, standard reflection? I, don't, I honestly don't know. Uh, I, think I, it, I, I think it is, but I don't know. I think it's a lesser extent. Uh, mm. There'll be a, a, an analysis on that, but I do think it is ray tracing. Okay. It's just my maybe less than P- at least, PS5 and Xbox. At least Xbox. what I, at least what I read was that was why they wanted um, Watch Dogs Legion to be locked at 30 frames a second was because they wanted it to be uh, a graphical showpiece for their game engine because they wanted all that ray tracing on. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's it's interesting going back to some of these reviews though. Like I, I saw poly the Polygon review, and they said that you know everything checks out basically for the Xbox Series X. You know it is what it is, but we find it boring. And then I'm just like, what? Do you want it to be like the Xbox One, where it's like the all-in-one entertainment system that they were touting? I mean, you can't have it both ways. You guys were screaming for it to just be a video game system, and now. They're complaining. Right. It's like you you can't you know it's like you can't really cater to everyone, but it's like Microsoft tried to do that, and they got burned for it majorly. So some of these, I can understand criticism um, for any company, whether it be uh, Microsoft, Sony, whatever, and I'll give fair points. But it's like some of these reviews just coming out early. It's like, well, I mean, you're kind of judging them like, you know, just wait for at least a couple of games to come out uh, before you really judge them. So Sony has a couple things going from number one is I think the census around the review uh, world is that the 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 controller, Sony's controller, the DualSense controller is an amazing piece of uh, technology. Uh, I don't know what you guys heard, but that's what I heard. I have that to say, it, it looks impressive. Yeah. It looks yeah. impressive. I have to say, you know, some of mm-hmm. the things I heard, you know, so it's, yeah. it's, it is what it is. It makes me, I definitely want to try it. I, yeah. You know, I know they're both, I know Xbox has haptic feedback too, um, if I'm not mistaken, but I guess the way they're doing things, they're implementing, implementing a lot better than what we're they're doing on the um, green side of things. So um, I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do hear there's some concerns though with the battery life. They're still waiting for uh, Digital Foundry to, uh, you know, um, do that whole um, analysis. So, uh, but um, that's it. As far as I'm concerned, the most impressive thing to me on the PlayStation side of things is I have to say that controller does make me want to uh, try it out for myself, based on all the uh, reviews. So. <clears throat> yeah, I mean the controller itself does look pretty nice. I haven't had a chance to hold it by any means but i i do have a playstation 5 coming as well uh obviously when it releases on the 12th but that controller does look pretty cool the the only thing that i would say about it is that um the battery life isn't supposed to be that great from what i'm to understand so that's kind of disappointing i'm, I'm hearing something like two or three hours which 
kind of sucks in my opinion. Well, that's, that's if you're actively using the uh, haptic and the torque features. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things two reviewers did like was, and, and I have to agree, they showcased the the controller with a game specifically using each and every uh, you know uh, uh, you know uh, feature like the haptic, uh, the engines, and also the um, the, the 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 resistors, the trigger resistance. Um, they did that with Astrobot, and uh, I think I think uh, Sony was smart to do that. Listen, uh, as far as like um, you know setting up, I think Sony definitely uh, has an advantage there. Like Jeremy said, they have the the Spider Man Demon Souls, and they have this. Um, and like Jeremy said as well, the average consumer might be sold on that stuff, but I think the way Xbox looks at it, and I think this goes into their, um, even their distributing of uh, distribution of the system is, is that they're going to be sold out for a while. And maybe that time that they're sold out in 2021, um, they really can start to showcase the showcase titles like Halo and possibly Starfield, um, and whatever games that they're going to come. There's going to come a time, like I said, where the games are just going to be like, uh, you know, like, are you kidding me? And, you know, we're going to go into a topic uh, later on about uh, more acquisitions, and and I do think that, 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 that there is some truth to some of that stuff. So, I mean, when you're talking about 23 studios, almost double the amount that Sony has, 35 teams, that's the amount of teams within the studios. Like Playground has two studios working. Rare has two studios, like two games in in the process. Uh, Obsidian uh, has like three. Um, You know, uh, and they're going to have potentially more. There's just going to come a time where you're going to have a realization that, you know, Xbox is just a crazy amount of value, crazy amount of games. And what I said as well, and it's not been brought up in any of the reviews, and it was brought up constantly in the reviews from the PS4 and Xbox One because the Xbox was more money, but Xbox is clearly the most powerful, and uh, it clearly has the most features too. I mean, uh, again, Digital Foundry just came out. I mean, you see... You see with some of the stuff they were missing, those the VRR, right? Um, yeah, the ALLM. They're yes. missing 4K yeah. 60. I, you you can stream I from just, 4K 60 on Xbox, and you can't on PlayStation 5. So there's a lot of big omissions there, and like I just wish, I just wished him it was shown. Like you know, we needed something for just the average consumer to say, hey, this is the reason why yeah, it's on the Xbox. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing, right? We don't have a, a Forza launch or a big exclusive RPG. I mean, again, Halo Infinite was supposed to be that mega game that we we're supposed to have at launch, but they, they put all their bets in it, and unfortunately, it had to be delayed, probably for the better from the looks of it, but at the same point, you know, they're, uh, yeah, it's kind of uh, not looking great on the exclusive launch at first, but actually, speaking about that, guys, as far as the game goes, what do you guys plan to um, first play when you start up uh, the Xbox Series X or S? So, yeah, so me and Megatron, I think, are going to go through the Gears game. 
uh, in the weekend. So we're gonna we're gonna try that out, and I'm curious to see exactly how much better their game looks on the Series X as opposed to just the X. My thing with so, the Gears things with you, Jeremy, is just more just so your critique of the story. I wanted to see like certain parts. You know, I, you know, I can play a game yeah. and then sometimes forget about it. But I've played the game twice, and I love the story so far. I know there's, it's, you know, there's some stories better than others, of course. But um, mm-hmm. especially my Gears, Gears three is near and dear. You know, is one of my my favorites. But still, four mm-hmm. and five to me were phenomenal. So that's why I kind of wanted to play the game with you. So I, I know it's a, it's probably a bad example, but you look at some of the narration stuff that mm-hmm. uh, you know, just the connection you had with with uh, some of the uh, characters inside the Gears world. And then you play another game, say like God of War, God of War on, on the PlayStation, which is heavy, a heavy narration story element game, which it's by far above and beyond what you you can expect in terms of the storytelling uh, and set pieces and just some of the action that takes place. And Gears of War tries to do that, but it just totally misses the mark. Um, as far as that goes, you know, just, that's just an opinion, but. Mm -hmm. Well, we all have our own tastes and, uh, I mean, I could definitely share in that sentiment, but I mean, Hey, you know, everybody's welcome to enjoy what they do. And, you know, I I like certain games for different reasons and, you know, they, a lot of them have poor reviews. So (laughs) there's that. And and I would, I would say it was the only Gears game that I did not want to finish from start, you know, from start to finish. Which one? Five? You didn't five. finish? Oh. I didn't finish five. No. Yeah, actually, I would say the I didn't. Well, the ending I think kind of pissed me off personally, but that's just me. That's just me. Um, but yeah, guys, I mean, I'm looking forward. There are a couple of games I am really looking forward to uh, download and play, such as Bright Memory. That game looks like a lot of fun. Uh, this really crazy so, action shooter game yes yeah, so invader i i purchased it on my my new computer uh, it's ten dollars on steam mm-hmm. and i think it, it's essentially the same game because it does have the uh, ray tracing benchmark to it you can upgrade it and with all the bells and whistles it is a unique title and it's it's very fast paced very good um but it's just like it's it's indie game you know, it feels like an indie mm-hmm. game. Um, it's not like, it's not what you expect. I mean, I know you've seen a little video on it, but I played the game and I, again, I played it probably about a good hour or two into it. And while it's a good game, it's it's a, um, it doesn't have a lot of meat to it, a lot of meat and potatoes. So it's a decent yeah, title. Yeah. That they yeah. Sure. Yeah, but I, I was reading too that the developer was saying that if you bought the game, that you would get uh, Bright Memory Infinite whenever it releases for free. So that's kind of nice. I need to pick that up then. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not I think it's like eight bucks on Xbox. Yeah. Uh, what Bright Memory? Yeah, it's a very cheap title. It's like ten bucks for me, so it must be a little bit cheaper for you guys. So yeah. When I- when I fire up my Series X uh, downer, I'm definitely looking forward to playing some KOTOR. Cool. Okay. <laughs> That's what I mean, silence. Yes, an OG Xbox title. I was about like, to I say. I want to see some locked frame rates. Anyways. 
Uh, but no, really. Um, here's the thing. I'm actually doing a video right now on games that you know, small plug games that are coming out for the Series X. I guess. Uh, for the first time ever, I'm actually interested in a Yakuza game. I don't know the Yakuza like a dragon. I'm actually interested in playing it. I mean, it looks so out of this world that I have to check this out. So um, you have to play all the other games. They're very, very good. Really, Excellent I've never game. played them. Excellent First time games. ever. So it looks like a good, clean game. And, you know, I guess some of the stuff that I've been seeing, like, uh, you know, uh, like we talked earlier, that NVIDIA trailer for Cyberpunk. Uh, and then we saw what Megatron posted today about uh, that ray tracing supposedly coming out of uh, Watch Dogs Legion on the Series S. Um, like, I mean, that console is probably going to probably make some pretty good eye candy. It doesn't, I mean, it's actually regretful that we don't have that, you know, that exclusive standout title that kind of basically paves the way for the launch of the, uh, the Xbox or the series X, whatever you want to call it. But I do think, I think you're, I think you're right in terms of maybe their backup plan was cyberpunk. Yes. But uh, uh, you know, I mean, we still have Valhalla uh, to look forward v to. Valhalla is one of those I feel like that is a, like an underlier. You know, that's why that's actually the game that I'm looking forward to. I actually just went and threw my 120 bucks down for my Ultimate Edition. I am set up, ready to go for when I get this console turned on. Um, and that's because that's what I did with my Xbox One X. I pulled my Xbox One X out of the box and I went and grabbed Assassin's Creed Origins and I am going to do this with the Series X. So I think it's kind of ironic. Uh, definitely, uh, this isn't really a diss towards Xbox, but Xbox has been using uh, third-party companies to kind of help fill gaps where they have some shortcomings that we know of. Um, but definitely, I like what Tim Dog said earlier, uh, is this is a very special situation um, we do have a situation where there's going to be product shortages because of things that are completely out of Microsoft or Sony's control. And this is going to give a chance for both companies to actually create a strategy that would basically, you know, spread it out to where, you know, yeah, the launch isn't exactly going out as the way we want, but, you know, kind of like you can think of it as like a relaunch. Because you know there's going to be a point in time when this whole world just opens up. And, you know, Microsoft and Sony are both going to do events. And then at that point, they're going to be like, hey, you know, we've been doing all this. I'm just saying, it's gonna. they've probably got stuff planned out. Yeah, and I do think, Centurion, that they're making great headwind in Japan. I don't know uh, definitively, but I do know I've seen reports where they're making great headwind in Japan as opposed to Sony, where uh, Sony's not putting all their eggs in a basket in uh, in Japan. They're putting it. In oh the yeah, US, you saw you saw that memo I put in there. I did. I did see that. I thought that was kind of weird. Yeah. So I think um, you know. I mean, Japan still I think is a major player, not as big as they used to. Obviously, you know, obviously, but. I think they could still be a major player, especially now with the arcades going on. I know there's some opportunity there with Sega. Uh, you know, who knows? But let's see how the the cards play out. Arcades going on, arcades going off. Is what you. <laughs> well, see, with with mobile's huge in Japan, so yeah, 
Uh, now, with just the technology the way it is, more people are moving away from that arcade experience. They were still one of the first, uh, you know, just cultures in general where they, um, you know, they they really gravitated towards the arcade machines, and it's something that was a social aspect to them. I think it still is, but now it's just not that way anymore. Now with COVID, I think it's even more so um, just it's shrinking the industry. You know, it's shrinking the industry, the arcade industry in general, COVID is. So um, they have to do something. I mean, they're just taking a big hit from it. Mm-hmm. Am I the only one interested in Destiny Beyond Light? The expansion for that that's coming out on Tuesday. That's big, and it's on Game Pass. I'm, I'm is, interested. If it wasn't for Game Pass, I would have bought it. That's awesome, man. Because I mean, whatever the price tag would be without it, you're already saving. You know, it's, it's to me it's some one of those things that you know kind of tells you is it uh pays for itself. Um, so I'm a little I'm a little intimidated by playing Destiny. It just it's you just gotta to me, do it. You just have yeah. to do it, man, because I still am learning and learning, and uh, I hit people up all the time. I play a lot of uh, PvP, a lot of strikes, you know, stuff like that I've been doing, um, just trying to learn It was as I go. I mean, I'm at, what, 1061 finally, my, uh, my uh, power level, but I'm still, there's still stuff for me to learn in that game, man. But uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon, I pre-ordered that, the uh, Steel Book Edition, I'm going to play that. For um, a Series X when it comes out, and honestly, the first game I might play, um, even before all of that stuff is gone, it's going to be Sea of Thieves. I got to see what <laughs> Sea of Thieves is like, man. And uh, you know, I heard good things. So I'm, you know, this this has been a, a chill kind of year. Like I said, mm-hmm. you know, week last week, week before, this has just been different. You know, uh, I mean, everywhere from Kobe to Alex Trebek, like Jesus, like I just wanted to be over with. And as far as when it comes to games. I don't stress about it. You know, I understand what's going on in the industry and, you know, they're being affected by it too. I just, I, I'm chill with, with the games that are coming out, you know, whether it's third party, third party, first party, um, you know, you know, Spider-Man is obviously huge for PlayStation. And uh, to me more than more so than Demon's Souls, Demon's Souls oppressed me the most when it comes to, you know, that graphic wise, but Spider-Man mm-hmm. was also too. And it's, it's, you know, my kids know Spider-Man, you know, uh, so other than that, man, it's just it is what it is. I just I'm excited for playing my Destiny, my Sea of Thieves with my son, and um, where else is coming out? You know, Yakuza like a dragon. So it's just it's just. Well, the truth yeah. is, Megatron, that indies are mm. going to be carrying the front load for both systems. Really, I mean, even even Sony for the PlayStation Five, they had that racing game Destruction All Stars delayed. Mm-hmm. Um, all they have really is. Demon Souls, which I I do have pre-ordered, so I, I and I am looking forward to playing that, but it's gonna be really really indie dependent for both systems, which can be a good thing in a lot of ways. You know, it shines some light on the indie games. I'm looking forward to picking up uh, the I Falcon. I don't think it's going to be independent. You have so many titles that are coming out. Again, you have Yakuza. You have Assassin's Creed. You have the new Call of Duty that come out. What are you talking about, Invader? We got Watch Dogs. You got Dirt. I mean, Indy, I mean, well, it's, no, it's, but it's whatever Indy, you like. Indy, you know, even Observer has a patch that's coming out too. That's by the way that I I downloaded. I'm going to try that. Well, too yes, there's well. no, there is some. Obviously, I'm just saying that mm-hmm. there's going to be more of light shined on these indie games since they are going to be on. Well, we're, I'm kind of with Invader on that, you know. Look at uh, let's talk about what was just dropped in Game Pass, Deep Rock Galactic. 
if you haven't mm-hmm. checked this game out yet, I mean, like, dude, crawl out from underneath a rock and, you know, definitely go uh, go some do some dwarven mining. I got to crawl but, out from that rock because I heard good things about that, too. Oh, man. it's I awesome. Played it. It's yeah. awesome. We got to get a game night. Yeah, since it's on Game Pass now, we got to get a game night set up for that because it is wicked. I think uh, Jeremy and Centurion and I had uh, played a couple of times. Yep. Really, really I'm fun. I'm so excited this is on Game Pass. I have friends I've been wanting to show this game and to mm-hmm. try to convince somebody to be like, hey, buy this game about doors that mine. <laughs> it, 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 it's like, you know, they, you're like, yeah, I'm good, bro. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's it's probably one of my favorite games this gen just because it's addictive once you. Oh, dude, for real. Yeah. And the and the cooperation. It's like Sea of Thieves, you know, like uh, like you and when you were looking for the eggs in the walls and you're like one person's using that 3D map and the other uh, no, mm-hmm. up, down, up. You went by it. Go to the right. Actually, <laughs> it's not like Sea of Thieves because because this game actually has a point to it. Not like Sea of Thieves. Oh, my gosh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> OK, just so everybody knows when he's talking, dude, there's a point in this game where literally all you do is throw barrels down a hole and get points well no no you know what i'm talking about downer in the in the bar where you toss the the barrels into the little hoop down into the hole oh that's oddly addictive i don't know why Uh, dude it is addictive i don't know why but still i'm just saying like there's stuff like that in there too i mean they did put a lot of small little uh quirky comedic things in that game Oh, definitely. I just love the biomes, too. There's a lot of variety in, like, the environments. I think they've added some to or plan to. I, I haven't gone back to the game in a couple of months, but I really need to hit it up. But we'll definitely get a gaming yeah. night going forward. I've played, I've played more Deep Rock Galactic than Sea of Thieves and Gears of War combined. So it's it's good. It's I, good I, well, I don't know about that. I've beat Gears of War. I've played a lot of Sea of Thieves, but I will say I put some time in Deep Rock Galactic. I will I will give down I will you know downer the high five on the fact that he introduced me to that game and I w- I am grateful for it. So it's like a four player five player co-op what's what's the uh four what's four okay. But it's no Megatron it's good definitely uh, download on Game Pass it is well worth it. I think it's a small download too. Um but yeah, guys, I'm really looking forward to getting my hands on the new system, especially, obviously, the Xbox Series X. I got one coming. I'll definitely be hitting up a few of these games. Again, Bright Memory. Yeah, sorry, Bright Memory and the Falconeer I definitely want to try. And, of course, you know, a whole bunch of others, guys. I'll be playing a little bit of everything, and Game Pass allows me to do that as well. I'm super excited to try everything out. And definitely, guys in the chat, let me know what you're looking forward to uh, playing the very first day or for the week. There's a lot of good stuff coming down the line, and I'm just super stoked that we're finally here. Next, we will move on to the next topic, fellas, and Phil Spencer has been making the media rounds again. Now, most recently, he did an interview with Game Reactor, and there was a few interesting nuggets of information that came out of it. Now, one thing that was brought up was Phil wanting more E-rated games on Xbox. Now, sure, they have a massive IP with Minecraft that's pretty family-friendly, but Phil seems to want to do more. Now, Megatron, I'll start with you on this one, but uh, Microsoft has some really nice E-rated properties in their back catalog. Now, what franchises would you like to see possibly revisited, brought back, maybe redone by another studio? Because I know I could think of some off the top of my head. 
I can't think of one E-rated game <laughs> that I probably wow. What, what about I, you know, Conquer? Oh, what about Conquer? No, Conquer? Conquer's not E-rated. <laughs> I can't, man. Uh, I, I it was a joke. I, I, uh, you know, I, I don't. I can't think of any. Come E-rated. on, Megatron. This is Banjo. Banjo. Okay, Banjo. Kiami, Kiamo. Kiami. I don't know. That was a rare Ori, game. Ori three. Viva Pinata. Viva is E-rated though. You, it was a little some racing. Really? Okay, you beat the shit out of animals. I don't know if you want to call that um, E-rated, it, but they they made it though. That's why I'm like, oh, I don't know. They well, did, they, did a little they called it something and... else. They didn't like do it right in front of you. <laughs> it was like a little dance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, banjo though. Banjo would be awesome. Yeah. Banjo be would be cool. Banjo yeah. makes sense. Banjo makes sense. I've never played a banjo game, though. So you see, like, I don't think. Oh my be... gosh, no, you haven't played a banjo game? I've, 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 no, I haven't played it, man. So remaster that, <laughs> dude. I think I actually have a. Do you? Well, is Rare Replay in uh, Game Pass still? I have it. Yeah. Have oh, you replay. have Rare Replay. I, I, have it. I just never, I just never got into it. So nuts, nuts wow. and bolts. Banjo nuts and bolts is actually a very underrated game. Oh, yeah, uh, I've played them all. It's a very good game. So I think here what Xbox wants to do is they want, uh, and this could come in the in, in the um, way of more acquisitions, they want a couple of studios that push out E-rated games, whether it be like Banjo or um, smaller games that don't have to take three years or four years uh, to make they they kind of produce every two years and they're smaller and they're fun and they're uh, you know they're able to fill the gaps. Uh, if you look at Xbox's studios right now, the majority now is AAA, uh, especially with Bethesda. Uh, these games are going to take time. They're going to take a lot of uh, you know resources. They kind of just want to fill out, from what I gather. A, a way just to have just to have a battle toads um here and there they kind of i think i think their ultimate goal is to have a game a month um not necessarily all triple a's i think that'd be insane but um you know they want to have uh you know uh, an elder scrolls and then that next month they want to battle toads too and then the next month they'll have a ba- banjo and so on and so on um they, they're, I just Sorry, think that's I part. I just think it's part of the strategy, and I could see a smaller studio acquisition yeah. coming down the line. You know what? I got one. I got one. I got one. You know, I know they got it back in OG back in Pat, but start with Fusion Frenzy. Is that cool enough? I mean, that's that's a bad, no. That's remaster a good idea. The hell out of that game. Not even make remaster. It just make just a, a redo a, it. A new one. Party game. Well, that's you know a good I, idea. I was playing uh, Fall Guys, and it kind of reminds me of Fusion Frenzy in a way. Uh, I think there is a place for those type of games, but mm-hmm. I think Tim, when, when you said that um, that was part of their strategy with those E-rated games. We forget Game Pass and what those E-rated games bring to the table as far as Game Pass and xCloud uh, go. So 
I know I play more E-rated games on Game Pass as opposed to, you know, the big AAA games you want exclusively on your big screen TV with surround sound or headphones and 4K, 60 frames per second. And on Game Pass, uh, those E-rated titles are more of, they're a better place for it. Um for Game Pass and xCloud. So I think that's why it's part of his strategy, Tim, like you said. Um, but yeah, I could see some of these games coming out. A very good point with xCloud, too. I mean, you guys remember the days, remember back in the day, I think it used to be every Thursday that they would have games. Like, when I'm going back to now, like, the Xbox era, or uh, OG Xbox, where it was like every Thursday you'd get a new game, or even the Genesis uh, era, like Sega and stuff, you would get a game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it makes a lot of sense, like Jeremy said. You get a smaller game, you you put it in, and then you could also play it on 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 uh, your phone, and it's not a big hassle. It's not a huge game. That's you know yeah. the, you want to have to put ray tracing on your big screen. Um, and it makes sense, and and that's why uh, uh, you know we're going to also talk about it down on other topics. These are the type of studios that I think that they're going to look for. I mean, everyone says Capcom or Ubisoft, but you know they don't. In my opinion, they they kind of do need to 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 have a, a bunch of you know studios or or you know a little lighter content every well, you know about it though, Tim. kids it's and stuff perfect, like that perfect opportunity to maybe even just kind of create your own studio just, all you need is somebody with the experience and you just you know you hire a bunch of uh bring in a bunch of new talent that's uh real creative some of these indie studios maybe and then have them make those type of games right instead of yeah uh, I, I think that's possible um, you know, like, you know, uh, you know, I don't want to go into too much of the other, I'm just going to say, we'll, we'll we talk about it, but you know, there's all, there's been offers made in, in, in Japan area mm-hmm. and, um, you know, uh, they're, they're actively looking. So I think that they want to take studios small, add some developers to them and, you know, take it from there. They already have. World's Edge, which they created, initiative, mm-hmm. um, and and you know studios like that. I think Compulsion uh, was a game, a studio that Phil was kind of like, what are they going to be? And uh, the latest I heard is is that they didn't want to be a small studio, and they kind of pushed back on that, and they wanted to expand, and they got their wish, and they uh, I, I, I said it previously on the show. They showed Phil finally what they were working on, and Phil was very impressed. Oh, he came away see. very impressed. So, oh, I can't you know. wait. We've seen that. We've seen that with uh, We Happy Few, the potential that they have, the creativity that the mm-hmm. development team has. Uh, yeah, they're a small studio. Now, with a larger studio, you know, I think. Um, Sky's the limit for them, for sure. Absolutely. Now, since Tim had brought it up, uh, actually, you know what? Before I do this, uh, I got to catch up on some of the Super Chats. Fastback with the $5 Super Chat. TXR, my Gamer United Guild fam, excited for the Series X Tuesday. I will boot up Legion first since playing on X1 to see the difference. Gaming is great. Uh, No if first or third. All right, buddy. Thank you very much, Fastback. And I believe somebody else. I'm just catching up here. Victor Alistine with the $5 Super Chat. 
How about a Sonic game in the vein of Ori? Have Moon Studios take a whack at it? Sonic could be as big as Minecraft, maybe bigger. Hmm. That's no, a... I, don't, I don't. I don't think it's gonna be bigger than Minecraft. But hey, I mean, if Moon Studio makes it with the talent that they have, if they're very familiar with the uh, you know the platforming mm-hmm. elements, the speed of Ori, which is a very fast-paced game. I think they could handle uh, son- the Sonic franchise, if any, if anybody. I think they could have some fun with it. Um, that would be cool. Didn't think to bring that up before. I think he brought that up at another show we did. Yeah, <laughs> I actually. I think that's a great idea. That's yeah, a great idea. Right. No, I think he did. Um, actually, that would be interesting, especially if uh, Microsoft owned Sonic. That would be uh, even more leverage there. But speaking of which, guys, uh, Tim had alluded to this earlier. Um, earlier today, something came out from outlet Bloomberg that states that they've that certain Japanese studios, uh, about several of them, uh, big and small, have been approached by Microsoft for acquisition. Now, the companies did not want to be identified, but I mean, Microsoft is being very, very aggressive here. Um, now, Shockley, I know you had. Uh, a big interest in this news earlier today what kinds of like which studios do you think that they could be targeting here do you think they'll go after the big publishers or maybe some of the smaller ones like white owl owl what's your thoughts on this yeah i mean (laughs) yeah i mean there there is that especially with the i don't know if it was a rumor or if it was official with some of the reports from sega like either either letting people go or downsizing um well yeah i could definitely see him maybe getting some of those i know sony's been big in china with the their what china hero program i think i think it's called um and like some korea devs i think from what i hear microsoft's been in that space so um i could definitely see him getting some smaller ones you know that's all they need is small studios in that space and then they can hire and you know leech talent you know from nearby studios so and then just build up from there shock i just think sega just makes sense with the things that you can do both in the their ips that they have the back catalog they have for game pass makes perfect sense it's you can it's something that you can instantly implement and towards towards game pass and x cloud um i think there's strong merchandise the uh, possibilities of the merch that sega brings to the table would be astronomical to the to the microsoft brand um and i i just think man if they could pick up sega what just what the studios the studios that they have now think of the things that they could make with the just the all the ips that sega owns it would be yeah, an I mean- earth yeah, it'd just be one of these things where it'd be an earth-shattering move. I think at that point, uh, a lot of Sony fans would jump ship, believe it or not. Um, I just think they need to make this move. What would be the first Sega game that you guys would want, you know, if they if, if that was the case, it would make for, you know, Xbox exclusive. You know? Uh, see, see I... Final Fantasy VII Remake, like, redo that cherished game, holy grail game that no one has ever played. What do you, you mean, mean, fan, you mean fantasy, fantasy Star? 
No, Panis. Uh, no, I said Panzer Dragoon Saga. Oh, oh yeah. okay. Oh my okay. god. I Imagine. Fantasy at first. Okay. Yeah. See, the problem I see with Sega is is that they do not have the developers to make these games. Do they have an unbelievable amount of awesome IP? The answer is yes. Um, but do they have the developers to make those games? I, I don't know why they don't do these games themselves. I've always considered uh, that uh, stupid. I also don't understand why they never leveraged Sonic. Um, but from the Bloomberg article, um, you know, it, it, it says specifically that Xbox has made more than a couple of offers to firms and uh, to developers. So they are actively trying to get uh, developers um, in Japan. And I've known this for the longest time. Um, Phil has said it uh, publicly. Um, It's just Japan seems to be a a hard market to crack. Um, But uh, I do think that they're going to come – they're going to – they possibly have some deals made and or they're in the process of making them. And I do, do think that they're going to be, for the most part, smaller. But I do think that there is one that would really surprise some people. Uh, I'm not going to speculate who it is because it's not my place. But, um, you know, uh, just keep an eye out on, on this Japan thing. And... Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you had, uh, a, you know, a couple of things happen over there uh, for for a couple of reasons. They think that they have an, a, a, a they have a chance with X Cloud and the size of uh, Xbox Series S. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, more and more that people in Japan are actually they don't have TVs or they're they're getting less TVs. They're all mobile, so X Cloud's and, and a, a, a big thing. And they want to have content that could, you know, they're never going to overtake Nintendo. But if, listen, if you're getting a 1% and you can get 15% share or a 10% share, uh, you know, that'd be a huge thing. And, I, and also to my last point is, is that Xbox development with Xbox Game Studios, they want to be global. And they want to have, they want to have a presence all over the the world and japan is is a real target so keep an eye out i think by the end of the next year uh you know you're gonna have some uh you're gonna have some stuff going on Mm -hmm. for sure and and that's and that's why i think they should make uh sega focus i mean just the sheer amount of content that sega has the back catalog they have they could bring over uh, to the X, X Cloud platform would be just astronomical. It'd be, it'd be a game changer. It really. And would. you think of some of the, yeah, I'm sorry. You think of e games like like you guys were saying earlier, right? So Sonic would be one, right? You know, uh, maybe the games like maybe Golden Axe or you know, or you bring some of those old titles back that are kind of you, know, you can put up in well, Game Pass. So Saturday Sega, Sega is. Yeah, Sega is still huge in Japan. It's it makes uh, it's in Taiwan. It's um, you know just the Asian market in general, mm-hmm. um, all over the world. Just Sega is really well known just from our childhood alone, uh, and the consoles that created and the IPs that they have. Uh, Sonic would just be a huge, huge IP, uh, not just 
scraping off the top of the the barrel. I mean, it's just some of the things that you can have that what their studios in place would be very beneficial. Uh, you know, just if if Xbox wants to be a player around the world, get Sega. The things that you can do again with the merchandising, get Sega. Because um, it's just there's so much potential, and their their name is really cherished in in Japan as well. Like it's even though when they were at their lowest point with the Saturn, they were still competing with the PlayStation neck and neck until Final Fantasy VII dropped. You know, being a hundred dollars more and shit, and in Japan, <laughs> I think they were even or outsold uh, in '64 or just below, but they sold really well there, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's going to be a variety. If they do go for the Japanese studios, uh, obviously they're they're definitely inquiring. I think they're going to go for a little bit of smaller ones. Uh, that's more likely. But again, we didn't think that they would pull a uh, Bethesda, right? Zenimax, uh, buying a, a publisher themselves. So, I mean, anything is possible at this point. Uh, Sega's not looking too great right now. They just sold off their uh, their arcade division. Uh, who knows what's next for them? Uh, they would be an adequate target, I would think. Very ideal for Microsoft. But I could also see them getting a couple of smaller studios. Uh, they're pretty friendly with a couple of them. Uh, I've brought up White Owl. Uh, they're very friendly with Swery. Uh, they've uh, worked on a few games with him before. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, there's a few different scenarios here, guys, that can possibly come to fruition. Um, anything, yeah, anything's possible, even from software, I would argue, as well. Um, well, that would be huge. I mean, platinum. that would be. <laughs> I remember imagine that platinum games. That would, you know, that, I, th- I think, I think if they didn't have a bad, I don't think that whole situation would scale bound happen. I think uh-huh. that platinum would have been somebody, yeah, would have been perfect, but. You know, I, I think, like I said, you read that Bloomberg article. Um, it, it actually, like I said, it says they've made several um, bids, I guess. Um, I don't think uh, Japan also is an easy market to, uh, if you're an outside company or outside country, um, to buy. I think I think there's some type of laws there that make it a little more difficult Whatever happened, Tim, with that over... Did they have, like, an oversight-type committee or something? They do something um, for the Asian market? Is that still around? I I don't know. I just... I've heard that. that And like I said, look at how much stuff Phil has gotten done with acquired studios, and he he only really has one when Tango works, and that that wasn't even because of, you know, it was because it was a part of ZeniMax... But you know he's been trying for so long. He's been in uh, Japan a lot. He's made. Yeah, he, he can't deny the effort that he has made. You know, and he again, like I don't want people to forget, he did Kino at uh, TGS this year, and that to me was huge. And uh, he cares. He cares about that market. He cares about everybody and different type of games that are out there for people to play. You know, it's just uh, and the Japanese centric games are. He hears it all the time. You know, so and I, and I just know it's just something that he probably really wants um to yeah. do so well, there's still there's still a big market for japanese games not mm-hmm. outside of japan i mean nintendo games uh the playstation games they have a heavy heavy japanese uh game presence inside their marketplace 
for both systems. Xbox is lacking that. So I think if you can What is it changing now? Is the demand still there? I mean the demand me, the market the market is there for know. those for those games. But for because, consoles, I mean I just see yeah, like that same yeah, article, the guy the, the console the same article, if I'm not mistaken, you know, they were saying, you know, how things are becoming more, you know, you know what? Oh my gosh, I lost Westernized. My Western Western century. They're like, you know, there's a you know, PlayStation is here in the U.S. now. I mean, in Cali, right? I mean, it just seems like everything is just. I, I'm talking about, over here to the. I'm talking about the game, the games in general. You know, games like Pokemon. Even though that's that's still a Japanese, very Japanese game. Digimon is a very mm-hmm. Japanese game. Those games are well received, even in the states. Those Japanese games that uh, Nintendo has, that Sony has, and they sell heavy on that marketplace. There's still a place and a heavy presence for those type of games mm-hmm. in a market, just in general. Yeah. Well, we'll see what comes from that. Uh, this whole, you know, obviously, you know, I have to take everything with a grain of salt. You know, got to be very cautious when it comes to these uh, rumors coming about. But there's no doubt that Microsoft, that Xbox is interested in grabbing a few Japanese developers. And I'm just very curious to see who they're talking to. So I hear they're going to get Capcom for a steal. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I wish. Hey, I, honestly, have you seen the thing on Capcom? No. What about so Capcom? Soon. Uh, uh, there's uh, go uh, go look it up. There's articles that Capcom has been taken over by ransomware. They're asking for eleven million dollars. That's it. Or something like I, I know I believe. Well, when you when you're a ransomware, come on, you can't ask for the whole company. But yeah, there, uh, somebody hacked Capcom. Oh man, that's well. Didn't that's s- why I was kind of making a joke. Is like I guess you can get them for a steal right now. <laughs> oh man, that's uh, that's pretty funny. Yeah, no doubt, huh? Eleven million bucks. Yeah, it's like pocket change for Microsoft. Pennies, pennies. But uh, oh, Phil Spencer's like, oh, hang on, I got it in here somewhere. He's all feeling in his pockets. <laughs> yeah, brother. Now, speaking about Centurion, uh, we're, we'll move on to uh, some other bits of news that have uh, made the rounds over the past few days. And the medium, uh, currently an Xbox exclusive title. I think it's timed, if I'm not mistaken. It's going to be delayed to late January uh, 2021. So it's delayed a month, basically. But it's still kind of disappointing. But a little bit not surprising, I would say. Now, Centurion, I know you've been keeping tabs on this game. uh, A few of those, you know, kind of thriller, kind of uh, psychological, creepy games that Microsoft has announced for its portfolio. Now... Why was this game delayed? Because, honestly, you know, there was a huge, absolutely mammoth of a game that was pushed back to their original launch date. Do you think that had something to do with it? Oh, come on, dude. We all know that the medium could go head-to-head with Cyberpunk 2077 any day. Any day. No, I do think (laughs) Cyberpunk probably played a big role in that, but... Um, interestingly enough, uh, I did read like apparently no one knows why, but they uh, they couldn't get a game rating or something over in Australia. Um, and I guess uh, rumors over there are saying that uh, until they get it rectified, the game could be potentially banned in Australia. What? Um, 
Dude, that's that's every every game is banned in Australia for some reason. Well, they just have a very, very they they have a very, very strict, uh, I guess, way of uh, living over there, and you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, like over here in the states when we play, um, oh my God, Wolfenstein, you know, we're used to seeing the swastikas and stuff. Well, they in certain versions of the game in different parts of the world, they had to like make sure those swastikas weren't there. Well, do you remember the Grand Theft Auto that got banned over there, and uh, there were some copies in in Australia going for like big time money? Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, they definitely they got some strict rules over there. But also with the medium, I wouldn't want to go against Cyberpunk for sure. Um, I guess this kind of said to what would you would you now consider this part of the launch window or now that because it got pushed yeah. into 2021 is this no longer considered part of the launch window? No, that's la- three months is launch window for See, sure. Mm-hmm. So I, okay, because that's where I was still weighing like, is this going to be a launch window title? And because this is going to be uh, honestly one of the uh, titles that's going to help sh- at least show off. Um, next gen. I'm not over here tooting exclusivity for Xbox or the fact that it's also on PC. We're talking about a game that is harnessing this NVMe hard drive, this hard drive, to where you can render both um, a spirit world and a normal world at the same time. Apparently, you can shift between these worlds. Um, if you look at some of the trailers and just how they talk about it, so in certain parts of the game, you're going to come up against a concrete wall where you shift into the spirit world. It's now a wall made out of human flesh, and you basically cut your way through that wall, um, and you use the spirit world to your advantage to basically get to another part of the map you couldn't by not being able to bend into that world. Um, so it's definitely going to be a very interesting game, very creepy game. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's going to be some jump scares for sure. Um, and I definitely want this game to come out, but I am glad that they aren't going to go up against cyberpunk because cyberpunk, I really hope is going to have that patch there and they're going to really showcase, uh, the ray tracing of the series X and all that good stuff. And then we're going to see some real magic with, um, the medium and the hard drive capabilities. And uh, I don't know what really could you point out the delay though on one particular issue? Cause honestly, 2020 has been a rough year on everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, it's, it sucks that it had to slip a little bit. Uh, I was actually really looking forward to playing it early well, on, but. Yeah. yeah, and this is I was in the process of making a video and the medium uh, was in it. And now I got to kind of go in and correct a few things uh, because I would hate for anybody to be like you said. And that's like, well, that was before information was divulged to me. So now I have to go fix it. So I totally didn't find out about the delay until I think it was yesterday. Because mm-hmm. the article that the article was two days old. So I found out yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. and I was like, damn, well, I guess that's a good thing too, though, because who wants to go up against cyberpunk? Like everybody's been dancing around that game. Nobody, <laughs> nobody, nobody. See, that's the thing too, right? It's like, everybody knows all those companies know it's going to be, uh, this m- massive, massive, uh, game that everybody's going to be, uh, sinking their time into. I had a guy at my work who he had booked off time for it. And then when he found out it was delayed, he was like, well, 
you know, what am I going to do? So I had to like switch his time, right? Everybody that I know who's interested in this game has booked off time for it. So uh, I think they did the right thing. <laughs> Cyberpunk walks into a saloon, chairs start scooting across the floor. Everybody gets out of the way. I'm like, I mean, everybody's gonna, intimidated I'm, by this game. I'm easily going to put, you know, 300 hours into Cyberpunk. Easy. Oh, now, most definitely. Yeah. Is 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 um the medium on on Game Pass or no? Does anyone know? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's oh, going to be on oh Game Pass. Gosh. I mean, so. there's so many games to play. Again, like I said, it's just it is what it is. It gets pushed back. It's other games to play. Oh, I well, wonder what diehards are going to try to play Valhalla, like from start to finish before Cyberpunk comes out. Oh. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to pass it before. Uh, <laughs> cyberpunk comes out okay oh, wow. so, so did you ever play odyssey i did i didn't pass it though um i officially have over 200 hours in that game and i'm just starting the atlantis dlc oh, man. so uh yeah you might be working from home to probably pull this one off we gotta finish gears first bastard don't try to back out of that <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> totally gents well it'll be interesting to see like i'm definitely looking forward to the medium bloober team they don't let me down i really enjoy their style and yeah they just you know they create games well they I'm got really the composer from silent hill to help do the soundtrack for it um it honestly looks like a really good clean mm. game i mean when we first saw the previews for the game where you see her like outside in the snow crying and all that other stuff I didn't really feel like I got an actual feel for the game, but the dual reality, like the dual reality trailer, if you haven't seen that yet, you really need to go see the dual reality trailer. I mean, that that's definitely going to show you what that game is going to be like. So the composer for Silent Hill is on the medium, is going to play on the medium? That's correct. Yeah. Yes. Wow. I didn't know. With, what with, with the, the composer, that blooper team has already used on a couple of their titles. And I guess uh, yeah. I don't e every time I say his name, I butcher it. But I know he's actually got um, some pedigree behind him, too, yeah. especially with blooper team. Yeah. His name's Akira Yama Yamaoka. Well, that's for Silent Hill, but I'm talking oh, to the yeah. guy for Blooper Team. The other guy, oh, the, the guy okay, for Blooper, okay. I could say Yamaoka's name. It's the guy for Blooper Team. I can't say his name at all, really. Mm -hmm. He's uh, he's actually one of my favorite composers of all time. He's great. Yeah. Ooh. I think that's where he's going to be used probably more for the, uh, the spirit world side of things. Because when they talked about it in the interviews and everything I read on it, they want uh, basically the real world to have its own soundtrack and feel. And then when you go to the spirit world, they want it to have its completely different soundtrack and feel. And I think that's why they have two different composers creating the music. Mm hmm. Yeah. No, it's yeah, I'm really digging it. And yeah, I just I, I'm really excited to be playing that. It sucks that we have to wait a little bit, though. But uh, guys, I'll move us along to some other news making the rounds. And recently, a group, of course, we were talking about hacks earlier. Um, a group uh, hacked basically Crytek's uh, internal networks and leaked data and apparently they obtained some information about what they've been working on 
and it included several several new projects and this includes a new crisis a crisis vr apparently and quite possibly a new rise game now i mean this is open to anybody but jeremy i think i'll start with you on this um you know obviously we need to take this information with a massive grain of salt but uh What's the likelihood here that uh, of us seeing a new installment for Rise? Because, I mean, it was pretty popular for a launch game uh, for the Xbox One. I mean, I, I had it pre-ordered from day one. What's your thoughts on this? Man, I would love to see a new Rise game. I mean, I think every Xbox fan would love to see it. It was one of these games. Yeah, the combat was, uh, you know, very... It was very simple. I mean, it was basically... A, batman type mechanic as far as that goes uh gameplay elements of the game but i mean the story and the graphics in rise were second to none some of the best uh ever i mean the story was great i think uh the character um i forget it marius uh, titus yeah right? it was... he was a great character tim would love to see i mean yeah. I know tim was a huge fan of rise um the i know the technology behind uh, the crytek engine is very expensive to uh to develop for i know that for a fact um and i mean are we going to see i know crisis 4 um would probably be is more likely than rise 2 i would say but who knows i mean but we'll see how it goes you know what gets me about Rise is when it came out, uh, you know, it was such a next generational game, and the only thing that was talked about was that it was 900p. Oh, <laughs> I mean, that's, well, that, that's, uh, that you know, that's sometimes and... what, what else? Oh, no, that and uh, remember how, um, what was it, the animation, remember, like, uh, whenever you did the... the same characters, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> redundancy but you know the thing is is that that's what gets me is is that you know you had a game like that and we, we you know a lot you hear a lot now like this feels next gen about playstation 5 and stuff like that but that was at the time by far even more than Killzone, by far the most next generational game and it was unbelievable oh, yeah. and, and and it was only talked about 900p that's that's sometimes why I go crazy and some and stuff like that is just because some of the stuff is just it's just head scratching and you know I I do remember that but I also remember even uh, as just as far as last gen goes it's still to this day one of the more impressive games even for a launch title yeah I mean it was just impressive. Well, here's so. the thing, too, Jeremy. Um, yeah, I mean, sure, it was a launch title, but that game originally started as a Connect Centra game, and then Crytek had this idea. They brought it to Microsoft because they wanted to really expand upon it, and they took a chance uh, going the route that they did, and it actually it turned out really well. I mean, of course, I could, you know, we all have, uh, you know, our little quirks and complaints with, uh, you know, it's a little clunky, you know, I wish that there was more weapon variety. And, you know, we could go on and on, but still, I mean, it is a really fun, like, hack em up game that, you know, could really be you, expanded upon. And this was, uh, it flew under the radar for a long time. 
I remember Rise when it came out. You know, you have the Roman element to it, but then it opened up to a fantasy game where you know mm. you visited. I'm not gonna, you know, blow the, um, but just different things they did. They could do with the story elements of the game. I mean, it just opened the game up for different possibilities. I think people will, will, um, you know, be all for it if that game would have come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, it wasn't exactly, it wasn't a historically accurate game by any means. And then, like you <sighs> said, like you said, I mean, there were, I know exactly what you're talking about with the fantasy elements, but it had such potential to carry on. Apparently, there was a sequel uh, in development. I, I know that Crytek had, um, uh, they had something in development. I think it was called like Rise Knights of England or something, but they never released anything with that regard. But just the fact, I think that they could really do something with like uh, this Roman centric uh, Rise IP. Honestly, like something to rival. Like they they didn't really have anything in that genre in that subset of so- gaming. So if they were to hack the uh, the Crytek databases, it would make sense because a lot of these companies have, you know, just their some either whether it's uh, projects they don't complete that were in the works possibly, they have these in their databanks just for you know to break out if they do decide to pull a trigger on some of these releases. Um, but as for as for Rise 2 being in development, no, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I just think it was one of those things where they hacked into the database. Uh, it was mm. po- a possibility that Xbox would work with them on Rise 2. These were the plans, and it was in that database that just so happened to be hacked. I think that's the scenario um, that played out. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. Like, I just think about all the potential that there could be. Uh, to this day, I know you, you just mentioned it a few minutes ago, Jeremy, but it to this day, one of the best-looking games on the Xbox One. Like, I had uh, revisited it uh, probably a week or two ago, and I was just amazed by the animation and the voice acting, and there was just so much thought and detail into it. Sure, it had its shortcomings, but damn i mean that is that is something that you know xbox global publishing should really look into if they're not going to buy the ip definitely you know uh get their hands on that i mean i don't think that they would buy crytek but if they're going to do some of these uh third-party deals definitely continue with rise it is such a unique ip if they're going with game pass and they want a game out every month it doesn't have to be again a triple a game but I think Rise would really be something that IP could just really do wonders for them in that variety. But, oh, that's just me. I mean, uh, did anybody else here uh, really enjoy Rise back in the day? Like, Centurion, did you have it on the Xbox One or no? Um. So, um. hold on. Um. I got to put up a shield. Downer is going to be throwing bushes at me. I didn't play it when it first came out. I played it when it was given to me free through games with gold. <laughs> and I actually did kind of, wow, I'm, I missed this. Um, it was a good game. I played it from start to finish. Um, and I even remember I downloaded it for games with gold. And I was in the middle of already playing a game at that time. And I actually stopped the game I was playing to play Rive Son of Rome from start to finish. 
And then I picked that game back up after I beat it. So it, it was a good enough title to make me do that. Mm-hmm. Even the multiplayer for it wasn't too bad. I really enjoyed that uh, gladiator mode. I thought it was really unique. I spent some time in that. That's I didn't have too much time. To... I didn't get much into it because I got into it too late. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Mega. I didn't have too much time to delve into much the multiplayer, but I have to say, like um, everyone else, the story was absolutely phenomenal. I, I didn't mind the combat; it was somewhat repetitive, um, mm-hmm. but um, uh, absolutely great story. Um, and like you said, people more was focused on resolution as opposed to just playing the damn game, which frustrated me very early in the beginning of this gen. And I'm so glad that this stuff is over with. And I wouldn't mind um, if they actually took that game and, um, you know, somehow um, put some uh, uh, 12T flop uh, touches on it and, uh, you know, and uh, see what that's like. And was that 30 frames per second? 60 frames per second, right? Or 30? Mm, It was 30. I don't think it was 60, but it was was like 900p. It probably Mm. was 30, I would assume. Because on PC, I'm 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 gonna assume that I think it was uh, 60 frames per second. But uh, even still, you know, it'd be nice to uh, hear something an announcement of uh, them maybe um, doing some upgrades to that as well, so we can replay it and uh, especially to bring people bring people to uh, to the game that didn't get a chance to play it at all. Um, but uh, it was a great game, and I think they should uh, make a sequel to it. So, oh yeah, definitely great story, great great story. Yeah, fellas. All right, uh, you know what? We will move on to our last topic of the evening, fellas. And there was a big announcement from Bioware recently. I mean, I kind of fell under the radar for me until I uh, noticed it popping up. But um, Bioware has announced the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Now, it's a collection of the first three games, the first three Mass Effect games, with all their DLC. And it has a bunch of visual upgrades, um, but it's not a full-on remake by any means, or at least from what I can tell. And it releases sometime in spring 2021. I have a feeling that it was supposed to be releasing a lot earlier, but I think, you know, because of the uh, current world situation, that kind of got in the way. But, uh, Shockley, I'll go to you here. I think you're a Mass Effect fan, if I remember correctly. But what do you think of uh, this announcement? Is this something that you'd be uh, interested in? Yeah, definitely. Um, I was big on Mass Effect back in, what was it, 07, I think. Um, And I played the heck out of that until the very end. Um, And then I never finished it. (laughs) I was like the last part of it. Um, Shockley. Shockley, but yeah, so <laughs> then it, it was hard to go back to because of the whole loading times, and I'd want to sit through that in like you know 2018, 2020. <laughs> so, uh, mm-hmm. this this hopefully they fix that part, but uh, well, now we have SSD, so that should be fixed. But yeah, I'd, I'd be eager to get back and actually go through because like your two is amazing that I never got to, so. You never played Mass Effect 2? No, because I didn't finish the first one. I got to the very end. I played through a lot of the first one, and it was towards the end. Dude. And... That was a part I when, I, I guess, I from playing. when you went from 1 to 2, that was when they were telling you you can carry on your uh, story, right, from where you left off. Yeah. Where, yeah. All the decisions that you like, made. So I know a lot of people that out. didn't do that because of it. What year did that come out? 
Uh, the second uh, one. Uh, the second yeah. one came out. I want to say early 2010. I want to say early 2010 because I remember they had just been officially purchased by EA, and they still had that. Uh, I think they still had that agreement with. Um, oh wait, maybe they didn't. Because I think uh, Mass Effect 2 was exclusive for a little bit on the 360 and then eventually made its way to uh, PlayStation, if I'm not mistaken. But... Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was just trying to think what I was playing during that time. But that sounds so sad, shot. <laughs> no, I, no, I was saying I couldn't... I just couldn't, couldn't remember. Well, he's sad uh, because uh, he couldn't get through Mass Effect 1. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, did, I, well, yeah. well, I wanted to finish that one first, but that was also it. Because I wanted to finish that, and I was just like, "Well, I have to go back and finish that." <laughs> no, before, Mass, Mass, otherwise it'd be kind of a waste. But. Mass Effect Two is actually really, really good. I I was obsessed with that game. Um, I immediately, as soon as I was finished with it, I immediately went back into it and started like playing right through it again. I was just like that hooked by it. The characters are really good. Um, like the game design is a lot better the gameplay is a lot better it's more fine-tuned i don't know it just it really like ticked off a lot of the right marks for me i know there's a few guys in the chat talking about it It sounds really really uh good um now surprisingly they also announced that a new mass effect game is in the works uh while they were talking about this and whether it's a new mainline game or a spin-off, I'm not entirely sure. But they stated that the senior team is working on it, or a senior team. And based off of Bioware's recent games, you know, Anthem, Mass Effect, Andromeda, I mean, should we be a little skeptical about, uh, you know, what's coming down the line for a new Mass Effect title? I mean, they're not yeah, working true. on Mass Effect and I mean, they're not more. Well, they're not working on um, anything else, right? Wasn't there a distraction from before, right, with Andromeda? What was that? Anthem. Well, they closed down uh, one of the studios. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, Anthem. They are, they're actually working on the new Dragon Age as well. So, there's that. Well, hopefully they learn their lessons from uh, Andromeda and that whole thing. Well, I because... heard Inquisition was good, right? I've heard... I heard that had a lot more positive reviews. Yeah, I've heard. Was it up for Game of the Year? Varying things about it. Well, it was, it was in the early. Um, what was it like a 2014 game, if I'm not mistaken? I mean, yeah, it did have a lot of good things going for it, from what I was to understand. I mean, guys in the chat, if uh, if you guys played um, Dragon Age Inquisition, let us know how it was. But it just, I mean, Bioware is coming off. Nobody of, here played Inquisition. I did. I, I, I have it. Didn't play I never it. played yeah. a Dragon Age game. So. Oh my god! I've played Dragon Age one, two, Inquisition. Yeah. I've been I've, keeping up with Bioware. That's my second favorite Dragon Age game. The first one was the best one ever. Oh, Origins. Oh god, yeah, Origins. Was oh yeah, Origins. But I like. I actually liked Inquisition. Inquisition. I liked uh, how it was like a little bit more open world in Inquisition. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I think a lot of people are just worried with Bioware because and Mass Effect Andromeda was uh, it was very well, rough to say the least. As other Zinc is saying, Mass Effect Andromeda was garbage because you know, all the glitches, the animations. I mean, um, that was uh, that's still a big meme hmm. on the internet right now. So okay, so let me just put this out there. Um, 
I'm a huge Mass Effect fan. I've been letting everybody say their stuff. I've signed the waivers. I've been wanting this game, this legendary collection to happen. <clears throat> you know, all these uh, these memes about Andromeda being trash. Um, uh, if you, for starters, enjoyed um, Horizon Zero Dawn, your opinion doesn't matter to me at that point. Uh, because Horizon Zero Dawn's animations actually had the same. Like, I'm sorry, but no person in their right mind sticks their front teeth out while they talk to you. Eloy did that very consistently. I'm sorry. Um, I never ran into huge, huge, huge issues playing Andromeda. I would say the big shortcoming for me in the game is that there was a mission that was bugged, and rather than fix the mission, they basically got rid of it. The only problem was I was trying to 100% the game, and because they got rid of that mission, the game was like, well, you never did this mission. I can't do it. It doesn't exist anymore. So I wasn't allowed to 100% the game. That was a little infuriating to me. But back on to the Legendary Collection, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to be there day one to purchase this, and I've played each game at least twice. Yeah, I say uh, I say part two was probably the best one out of all of them in terms of uh, just the character building and storytelling to it. Um, man, I do like three, but man, they messed up on that ending. Oh, hey, I know see, that everybody back. talks about the ending of three. Like well, it's it's because the games are so epic. And then when you when you finish off a series like that, it's you feel like a it, cop out. Yeah, it just people went crazy over it. I felt it? they kind. Of, I never went back. I will say I never went back uh, because after I played it a second time, they hadn't did the fix yet. So I was like, I have to play it a third time to basically see how they fix the ending. Um, I never saw the fixed endings, but still. Um, I'm just, I don't know. I was on the fence about it because how do you really end off a series like that? Because at one point in time, you know, some of these developers did have these, you know, these dreams of actually putting a franchise to bed, actually being like, no, we, we did that. It was great. It was a great run. But sometimes, obviously, when you reach down and you pull it back out of the ashes, you get Mass Effect Andromeda, and a lot of people didn't want that because it wasn't John Shepard. Well, because Shepard was such an icon, even though you can change Shepard, he was such an iconic character um, that you, you can't mess. Like it's like messing with Master Chief. People went crazy. It's like messing with Mark, Marcus Phoenix. You seen what happened? What even when the the very thought of uh, Batista taking the place of uh, of Marcus. I mean, people go apeshit over that stuff. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> no, absolutely. You're absolutely right on that. And when you change around a character, yeah, the reception to Andromeda, while people, I think, were open to it, um, yeah, they just didn't, you know, didn't really care for it. What they, what they really didn't expect in Andromeda was they thought that it was going to be more about you know, Shepard and the Reapers, they didn't realize that 
technically they launched the Andromeda mission as their plan B. In other words, if Shepard didn't freaking pull it off and we were all going to get annihilated, this was the galaxy's answer. This was the plan B was to basically run to the uh, Andromeda galaxy and start over. And that's why none of that was taking place. As a matter of fact, you kind of pick up on bits and pieces of it as you play the game and you get yeah. like the top secret reports and it actually shows you like the whole Andromeda mission was because they were worried that Shepard couldn't pull it off. Yeah, which is pretty cool in hindsight, but... Uh. I, I Here's the thing. I think they had a chance to really save Andromeda what really bit them in the ass was the fact that pretty much EA, BioWare, whoever did it, kicked it to the curb. I mean, they left it open for, uh, like, nobody knew what happened to the, uh, what were Tally's people? The Solarian? No, no, the Solarians were the dudes that looked like lizards. Um, you know the- I forgot, yeah. You know Tally's, basically, they, their, their arc was missing, um, and there was a lot of stuff left open that, you know, they could have used to definitely help dial in that game and get some things, you know, going for it. But regretfully, they kind of tucked tail and just kind of, you know, threw in a couple updates on the multiplayer and it was, that was it. Hmm. Right. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. Andromeda just really felt kind of weird to be honest with you like yeah quarian there we are they're putting in their quarian yeah they uh didn't they scrap the dlc because the reception yeah, was, for it was so bad yeah there was supposed to be a quarian you could see it plain as day when you play the game that there was going to be a quarian dlc because what it was is you had um a number of arcs each species sent their own arc and throughout the game, you find uh, other arcs, and uh, the Quarian's arc was missing. And so that you plainly saw this was going to be a, a part of um, the DLC where you'd go in and kind of discover more. And regretfully, uh, because of the reception of the game, they completely scrapped everything that they had planned for it. You know, it's funny is when I go back and I look at the Mass Effect series now and how much... The end of the world is so played out, and but in that particular world, uh, Mass Effect, you really felt a sense of dread and just overall impending doom. Um, maybe it was just the Reapers, the Reaper story arc. Uh, maybe it was just what? the way the, the story, the uh, characters connected to the story, and them trying to go. You well, know, going it, it through went the beyond process. that. Think about how many right. years you went, you spent in these locations because you know all three of these games didn't come out at once. Uh, but you got to remember, there there's very key locations like the Citadel alone. Playing these games over the years, you watch the evolution of the Citadel, and by the time mm -hmm. you're in the third game and you're in full blown war with the Reapers, and the Citadel is pretty much nothing more than a triage hospital. You're just like, holy cow, this place is like nothing like the first game. The first game, there was fountains, and like you're just walking the decks of the Citadel, and life is grand. And by the third game, it, it, I mean, like, you're in the trenches. I just, I, I, I look at it like that with a, with a great story arc and character arc uh, does service to a video game, even with something that's. Not to totally. sound cheesy, but I actually kind of shed a tear when Thane Krios passed. Yeah, man, that game was crazy. 
Oh, that was in. Dang. Was that in three? Was that in what? three? Well, yeah. Well, that's where Th- when you no, actually I didn't finish three. I didn't finish. Three, that's so. where yeah. In the second game, you find out Thane uh, is an assassin living on borrowed time. He's actually living with a, a disease that is going to kill him. Mm-hmm. And by the third game, uh, you actually um, eventually are there when he takes his last breath. And I mean, like you actually that kind of character building. I mean, you actually felt an emptiness when you knew that dude was gone because he actually kind of brought something to the series because it was just his humor was great when they're just like, you know, like you're an assassin, you kill people. And he's like, no, I don't. I get paid to kill people. You don't yell at a gun when it shoots someone. <laughs> he just basically would be arguing, be like, uh uh-uh, uh, no, no, I get paid to kill people. You go talk to the dude who paid me to do it. <laughs> oh, man. I, uh, you know, I still need to play three. I, maybe I should delve Sounds a like into plenty it. of stuff I forgot about Mass Effect because it's been so long. I mean, oh, I'm more impressed with you just recalling everything. I remember some of the things. So, so three goes into four with Andromeda, right? Because I have Andromeda, I really didn't get into it. You um, don't need to play. You don't need to play any of the Mass Effects to play Andromeda. So what and I'm tr- thinking is, are they going to pick up? Because you said with the with the announcement of the, uh, the this this collector's edition that they have, um, are they going to pick up from Mass Effect three, or are they going to start with Andromeda and build off of no, the? They're, they're like, starting with it's one, two, and three. It's what yeah. I wouldn't be surprised they if they're making a new game. Well, they well, they're teasing making a new game. Okay, they've started working yeah. on it apparently with a small senior team. So that you we we, we still don't know Andromeda if it's a spinoff or not. I see them putting Andromeda kind of in the rear view, regretfully. Yeah, no, they want to forget about that. It, it. You know, I see them making Andromeda kind of like canon. You know, like hey, because uh, dude, like I don't, I love the play style of uh, Andromeda. I mean, just the be ability to run around that little. Je- have any of you played Andromeda? Yes, I have. Like, the ability to jetpack around, I mean, it was so much fun just being able to use that jetpack to move around. And the mechanics of, um, we'll just say, honestly, everybody talked about the the gameplay of Anthem and how great the gameplay of Anthem was, even though it didn't have much of a story and all this other stuff. Everybody always talked how Anthem's gameplay was pretty solid. And that some of that gameplay actually came... From Andromeda, like the ability of like jetpacking around and the over the shoulder shooting. I mean, it, me and uh, my friends even talked about how it felt like Andromeda. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't call Andromeda jetpacking. Uh, no, but just the ability, like you know how you're, uh, you wore that thruster suit and you were able to start strafing from side to side or be able to like jump up to a, like, yeah, just like how before some of the javelins would move around when you would boost, not actually fly, but just actually, you know, boost up to a ledge or use the jetpack to scoot sideways yeah. real quick. All right, all right. Well, you know, it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Who knows? I might check out Andromeda at some point. More interested in uh, Mass Effect Three finishing that off eventually. I'm surprised you didn't finish that. Uh, Well, I just hey, other games, man. What can I say? The backlog really kills. You know, I have to cut something out, unfortunately. But eh, down the road, I suppose. But I really hope they bring back Seth Green. How about that? <laughs> um, I, or maybe that AI with a uh, voice by Trisha Heffler. 
Right. right. Name. Well, I, the, dude, I just think that's funny, though. That's one of the little uh, Easter eggs about Mass Effect is the fact that Seth Green actually played a character in all three games. Hmm. Well, something I have to look out for. But, yeah, we'll see what happens with this new Mass Effect. Um, obviously, it's still very early on. But, hey, you know, they got the... Uh, the trilogy a little bit of a remaster going on and it's going to be getting some next gen enhancements too apparently so uh looking forward to that as well uh, i'm sure all the mass effect fans can't wait for that i saw some excitement in the chat but okay guys i think on that note the show will be coming to a close and i gotta say it's been a really fun time with the txr crew tonight uh we went over the xbox series x and s reviews that have come out uh, lots of positive energy coming out for those for sure as well, we went over Phil Spencer's recent interview with Game Reactor and some news on the medium getting delayed as well as some other stuff. You know, and I have to give a huge shout out to everyone that joined us tonight. We really appreciate you guys tuning in each Sunday night to uh, listen to us ramble about video games. Thank you guys for joining us. We really, really uh, enjoy and love your passion for the hobby as much as we do. And before uh, leaving, please take the time to share this episode out. We'd really appreciate that. Now on to the outros for the show. And I'll start with uh, the Xbox warrior, as I like to call him, Tim Dog, Buddy. Um, excellent show. I know you're really pumped for the next coming days. Where can everybody follow you at, bud? You can follow me on Twitter, xcloudtimdog. I'm always there, and I'm really excited I can't wait to talk about it next week on um, TXR about uh, what my uh, the the uh, hands-on impressions are and you know everything about it. I can't wait. Uh, I'm just very excited and kind of not playing anything right now. Just waiting to get to Tuesday. I'm off Tuesday and Wednesday. Or what's Wednesday when it comes out, right? So I'm Mm -hmm. off that day. So I'm picking up the S early and then the x is going to be in the mail so uh yeah i'm I'm super excited and uh great show tonight uh and uh great job as always pleasure to be here always brother definitely i feel the passion coming from you now uh moving on down the list uh eric shockley hey some good commentary on the uh sega and japanese stuff earlier pal really appreciate your opinions on all that stuff where can everybody follow you at yeah, as always, you can find me at, at Shock Nero on Twitter, Easy Shock on Xbox Live. But yeah, hopefully, uh, everyone that got their pre or at least got their pre-orders in to get it sometime in this first wave for their uh, for the Series X. So good luck to everybody trying to get one tomorrow if they go live, or mm. or not tomorrow if you're in New Zealand, I guess. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, for Tuesday. But yep, yeah, thanks for stopping by. Now, Shock, did you pre? I can't remember. Did you pre-order the PS5 as well? Uh, yeah, I have a digital edition on the uh, GameStop. All right, all right, all right. Yes. For, for Thursday. So you're going to have your hands full with uh, your week off, huh? <laughs> yeah. All right. Yep, that's the plan. <laughs> all right, sounds good, brother. Uh, moving on down the list here. Megatron, buddy. Uh, really good show tonight. Where can everybody follow you? I wish I had a week off, man. I'm going to have one day off this week. And I- <laughs> Dude, what are you it. talking about? You had just got done having like three months off. 
I had four months <laughs> off actually since since the beginning of July until about now. It's getting ready to get real busy at my job, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, just long hours are getting ready to come. Uh, hit me hard before the winter. You know, we get this this crappy weather in the Northeast. Um, so, but hey, man, I'm excited for the new consoles. Been kind of quiet and distracted in the background. I apologize for that. Um, but hey, we got new consoles. I'm excited. Find me on Megatron. Uh, find me on uh, Twitter, Megatron underscore one nine seven five. Hit me up on uh, Xbox Live. Megatron One's my gamer tag. And yeah, man, get hyped. Um, I'm I'm super soothed, man. I just I can't express enough about how ready I am to try out these new consoles. Uh, I just Tuesday can't get here fast enough, man. Good luck to everybody getting their consoles if you can. So I'm hearing it's going to be some out in retail. Uh, but yeah, yeah, man, get ready. You heard it here, folks. And uh, going on further, Centurion, buddy. Uh, love your excitement and positivity as per usual. Uh, I know you're really excited for the new consoles. But on that note, where can everybody follow you at? Oh, man, who isn't excited during a console launch weekend? I mean, just you get that buzz. So definitely, uh, I just wish that really stinks man i haven't been able to participate in a console launch in a long time and uh 2020 i would you know i was looking forward to standing in some lines and you know just kind of feeling that energy off everybody just hanging out in line getting ready to get their console and we're not going to get that this uh this go around but uh definitely for those involved if you want to follow me be sure to find me on youtube xbox live and twitter at centurion 1307 you can also find me here every Sunday night on TXR, and I also do the shop podcast every Sunday night, and um, thanks for joining us. Well said, brother. Okay, guys, and to top this all off, I'm Invader, and of course you can follow my content on YouTube and BitChute at Invader Gaming, as well as on Twitter at Invader underscore 1986, or I'm also on... Yeah, I'm not here. I'm not here. Don't worry about me. Oh, I totally forgot about you, actually, buddy. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's me, Invader. And, uh, yeah, you can also follow me on Parlay at Invader. Definitely, I'm on all kinds of different social media platforms. You can definitely check me out. And I will totally, totally fi finish this off uh, the TXR panel with Jeremy Downer. Buddy, tell me where everybody can follow uh, Tell everyone where they can follow you at. I don't want to say it anymore. You ruined my vibe and my attitude and, and my <laughs> You can mean, find him dude, you're the downer. Little you, House on the Prairie. You're you are the downer. You, know you ruin everybody's time. <laughs> Regardless. I, just, I wanna be honest with you, I just I really don't like Canadians. I really don't. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Blame Canada, right? <laughs> oh Have buddy. a good night. Have a good night, guys. Thanks for uh for jumping on. Uh, totally, totally. All right, guys. Well, that wraps up tonight. And again, we're all excited for what's coming over. Um, like I'm, I'm really looking forward to the next few days. Next gen consoles are finally here. Be excited, be happy and have fun. And we on the panel cannot wait to give you our thoughts on the new Xbox consoles next Sunday. And hey, even the PlayStation five as well. Until next time, guys, have a good one. See ya. Power your dreams.